John Levine will step in the ring with Brennan Tobin and you gonna fight me? Fight me! Here on Tapped Out. That's right, fight me like a man. Only on the BetQL Network. Get over here! That's right, round two. It's fight time here on the BetQL Network. Everybody's favorite segment. You gonna fight me, Brendan? You're going to fight me if I told you that now that he lost Masvidal, his best possible next fight is against Conor McGregor. Is that the return fight for the notorious one? Uh, I'm not going to fight you in that. I would love that. I would love that to be the fight for Jorge Masvidal next. I think that is a tremendously fun fight. I don't know if it is going to be the fight uh, back for Conor McGregor because it kind of feels like this is very much leaning like Connor is going to get a title shot right off the bat. Like the Dana's not ruling it out anymore. Connor has been pretty open about that's what he wants. The thing that I do find interesting though, is Connor put a lot of weight on uh, with this whole injury thing. Like he's reportedly up to like 190 pounds. So what title is he fighting for? Like, is he going to be all the way back down to fight Charles Oliveira? Is he going to fight Kamaru Usman? Um, I like, what is, what is the title fight that happens? But it feels like, very much Conor McGregor's next fight is going to be for the belts, right or wrong. I, I lean lean wrong. I don't like the idea that they're going to do that for him. But it uh, doesn't mean I'm not going to watch. But I, I wish it was against Jorge Masvidal. I think that would be a massive fight. Um, I think it would have probably made a little bit more sense if Jorge did get the win against Colby. But, um, you know, I, I would say I would say as much as I agree with you, I would like that to be the next fight. I don't think that's going to be the case. Bro, what would the odds be if he came back and fought for the belt first against Charlie Olives? I think that people still question Oliveira for whatever reason and still love to bet McGregor. So he probably comes in big underdog, like minus 275, something like that. But against Usman, I mean, dude, what are we talking about? He's like a, I mean, you could get Connor at probably plus 500 in that fight. He has no chance to beat Usman. No, he's got no chance. No, no shot to be. Usman's just got too many ways. He's got too many ways to, to go about it. Uh, and so does Oliveira, quite frankly. I mean, Oliveira's got great with the takedown game. I honestly feel like if one guy was more willing to stand up, I feel like it would be Oliveira to make it a more entertaining fight. Um, you know, Camaro is very big on to getting this Canelo thing. Canelo is open to it, more open to it. I'm not really into seeing that fight happen, but if he beats Conor McGregor, I think that that's going to be a world captivating fight. Everyone's going to see that, and especially if he knocks him out. I was thinking, and you can tell me I'm nuts, one guy that I'd love to see Jorge Masvidal fight next is Van Askren. I know he's retired. I know that he's got that corny tattoo on his chest now, but and I know we've never agreed to it. That's what he made his name on. If Askren came back and beat him up, especially if it was an impressive fashion, then everything that Masvidal is and has tattooed kind of goes away. But eyeballs would be on it. Money would be interested. Who would be, first of all, would you want to see it, and who do you think would be favored to win that fight? Uh, I wouldn't want to see it uh, because I feel like I've been there, done that. I feel like the Ben Askren hype train, everything that it was, it feels very three years ago anyway. Um, I would think so Masvidal, Masvidal at this point, dog. So dude, does he. Jake Paul got knocked out. Uh, he got knocked out by Jake Paul, Ben Askren. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, yeah, Hori Masvidal went the distance with the two top welterweights in the world. Like, we're, we're saying these are the same things? No, I'm not saying they're the same thing. I'm just talking about interest level and Masvidal. I mean, when we brought on earlier today our guest, John Kelly from Fade the Noise, he was trying to say, and 
a kinder fashion that Masvidal is a journeyman who had a great year. Now, he didn't give the credit for being the great year. And, and, and the knockout of uh, Darren Till. He just talked about the knee, the flying knee. But it was three fights, man, and he wasn't that guy before, and he hasn't been that guy since. I know that's your brother, your Miami mm -hmm. guy down there, but the truth is Masvidal still has a lot of pull, and I think he will for the next two or three fights, but it's kind of like Conor McGregor. Well, let's, let's not even I, pretend like he's the same dude. Okay, but as a fan, first of all, what are you hoping for in that? Like, are you hoping for Askren to drown him for five rounds in wrestling? Like, why do you want to see that against against Jorge Masvidal? Don't you want to see Jorge Masvidal in a stand-and-bang fight that's entertaining? I don't understand, like, why are we going to – if Jorge Masvidal has no stakes in the line and there's no personal grudge, why do I want to see him against a wrestler? I'm not going to lie, dude. I ain't going to lie. It sounds like you think that Masvidal might lose that. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I don't. I'm a little too like – I don't understand why you want to see it. It's weird to me. Like, he knocked the guy out in five seconds. It's like the people want to see uh, Conor McGregor against Jose Aldo. Why? He knocked him out in 13 seconds. Why does he have to fight him again? They, and guess what? You can call them flukes. You can call them uh, lightning in a bottle, whatever. They signed to fight, and it ended very shortly. That's not Conor McGregor's fault. That's not Jorge Masvidal's fault. Get your head out of the way. That's insane to me that... Given the option of seeing Aldo McGregor too, you would fight it instead of say, I'm all in. I'm fine. I'm that guy. Call me weird. Call me whatever. Why? You called me worse because of why the way that it went down why the does, first time. Revenge. Why does, why, why does Conor McGregor have to prove himself against Jose Aldo again? He proved it better than anybody could prove it. It was a year and a half lead up. There's a reason the segment's called You're Gonna Fight Me here on the BetQL Network. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine going at it here. I'm tapped out. You're going to fight me if I told you that we're never going to see Nate versus Dustin Poirier. That feels like a figment of our imagination at this point. I am going to fight you on that. I think it's going to happen. I think we really? are going to see. Yeah, I do think it's going to. I just don't think there's any. Uh, I don't think there's a. If it's not Connor and it doesn't seem like he wants to fight Connor, uh, Nate Diaz. And, and, and a lot of guys, I would say that's phony. Of course, you're going to fight Connor. Nate Diaz is a real one. I believe him if he says, no, go win some fights. I want to be Conor McGregor when he's actually something. Not, not this, the, not the, I want to beat him when I, when, when beating him was the biggest thing in the world. I think that's what he wants again. And Dustin, I don't really know what else is out there for Dustin. That makes sense. I mean, Colby Covington versus him. Ah, all right. I mean, it's, it's literally the same storyline that we just had. I do think that Colby could probably do what he did uh, to Jorge that he did to Dustin. Uh, especially with Dustin being naturally smaller. I know that he likes to say, oh, he cuts all this weight. Dude, Dustin's a small guy. Like, he's not very tall at all. And so for me, I just, I'm not that into doing that storyline over at a smaller level. I think that I'd like to see Colby go up. I think that there's more intrigue in Colby Covington taking a big swing at middleweight than there is in him picking off the ATT rivalry again. Yeah, I think Dustin has a – I think he's a live wire. I know you believed in Masvidal. There's a reason he came in almost a three-to-one dog. Even though the late money, as we were both saying, it all came – did you notice that? Right before the fight, all the money came pouring in on Masvidal, which was yeah, kind Drake, of expected. <laughs> Drake bet a quarter million dollars on him. Hey, that'll do it. That'll do it. Sometimes you get those big bets. And then I, like the, I like that Jorge Masvidal's response was, uh, next time dinner is in, in Miami is on me. I'm like, look, Georgie, I love you. I don't, I don't think Drake needs the – the make good are you taking him to la carreta you know you're you're good dude well look i'm in a different tax bracket than both those guys but definitely drake's in a different tax bracket than even the great george masvidal let's just call it what it is uh you're gonna fight me if i told you that if we ever see it hamzad is the guy to beat kamaru Usman. i don't think he'd be favored to win the fight but i'd put my money on him to win it um 
I'd like to I'd like to answer this question more after seeing after him against Gilbert, Gilbert Burns. Burns. Yeah, yep. I want to see. Like, I need okay. a little bit more. So I am gonna fight you on that. Like, I like Hamzet. I like the. I, I'm not like one of these haters on him. I certainly think that he has been very impressive. But yeah, I kind of want to. Like, can can I see him beat somebody you know highly ranked before I go and crown him as the guy to go as I see right now as the best pound for pound fighter on the planet because I don't really count John Jones. He's not fighting right now. So yeah, can I see him beat somebody? Of, of real contender status before I go crowning him against Kamaru Usman. Still Switzerland, Brendan Tobin down in Miami, Sean Levine in Kansas City. I'm not going to let you sit the fence, though, because coming up in our next segment, we're going to break that down. Gilbert Burns comes in as a huge underdog in that fight, almost 3-1 to one right now, plus 280. Hamza, the betters love him, at minus 350. We'll break that down when UFC the future coming up in about 10 minutes. Let's keep fighting right now. Uh, Bryce Mitchell. Has the skills one day to be champion? You're going to fight me? No, I'm not going to fight you on that. I think that he showed a lot. I think that uh, you and many other people thought that he was, uh, you know, he was getting pumped up too much, that Enzo Barbosa was going to deal with him. That fight wasn't even close. Like, he, close. Uh, he looked really, really good. Uh, I think that for him, you know, it, what happens if there is a guy that he gets in there against who is a really good grappler and he's going to have to find another way to, uh, to do it on the feet? That's going to be an interesting thing like we've seen now against some of the most dangerous strikers on the planet. Okay, he can get to his ground game. He can go pummel you. He can go win a decision. What's going to happen if somebody does is able to keep him on the feet and they're not able to take him down? So that's definitely the next question that has to be asked about Bryce Mitchell. But look, a lot of these guys in this division, they like to stand and bang. They like to be dangerous in that regard. I think that he has shown that he's got the, uh, the tools to go beat him. Yeah, in the words of the great uh, Slim Shady, that was an old-fashioned, passionate ass-whooping. He got his shoes, coat, and his hat. And I mean, Edson Barbosa was not in that fight for any minute. Congratulations to Bryce Mitchell, who is definitely on the come-up. Are you going to fight me if I told you that it's total BS if Islam has to fight Daryush before he fights for the belt? I am going to fight you. I don't think it's total BS. Crap, like, it's total BS. I, I get it because I, I get it because we're upset because it's why is he like being Dana punished for making a smart business decision? Because don't talk, don't talk all that noise, and then don't do it, dude. Don't be the guy who's like, don't be send me location guy. They send you location, and you say, no thanks. I want this much money to make it happen. Like, hey, I, you know we have love for Islam. Join us on the show, friend of the program. That's great. Um, I hope he bought a new horse after his victory. That's, you know, it, it seems like a great equestrian. But, um, you know, he got a guy in Bobby Green who is, as we say, a journeyman, you know, kind of was taking advantage of the opportunity, striking while the iron was hot. We wanted a true number one contender fight to decide who is the who is the guy who gets the next crack of the belt. I'm fine with him having to prove it against Dariush. Although he earned it before somebody pulled out of the fight. that It was a crazy set of circumstances. Sure, the Bobby Green fight, but same thing asking him to step in on what would be, what, a week's notice? Like, it's just, but, it but felt like... To be was, honest, though, like, his his resume is, it like, the win streak's great, but it, he still needs that signature win that's like, definitely, this guy is the guy. I get it. He diced up Bobby Green. He did it in an in, in epic fashion. Good for him. However, it's Bobby Green, dude. Like, let's go and, and do it against somebody with a number next to him. Fair enough. It just feels like if you're forced to do it on that short of notice and you've already got yourself lined up for a title fight, at that point you're making a business decision. Turns out he probably made, made no, one that now. Nobody made him open his mouth. Nobody made – nobody busted out his thumbs, okay? He does – he is one of the toughest men on the planet. Nobody makes him do anything. 
put your thumbs away. Don't tweet about it. Don't say, you don't sure. tell all the fans I'm going to go beat RDA on seven days' notice and then don't do it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Sounds like you're a little bitter is... that we didn't see Islam or maybe that, you know, he's not. I just that think... fight against Mikano stunk. Like, I, you know, you ruined our night. Let's be honest about it. Islam Makachev ruined the last pay-per-view. He did. didn't en- Hold on. You didn't enjoy the Dos Anjos? I know that it was a beatdown. Like, his oh, face was hampered. It was, me. It was kind of ugly. Affair. Like, dude, come on. He ruined the fight. You said you were going to fight him. You didn't fight him. So don't cry to me that you got to go fight the fight that you were supposed to fight. Oh, my God. Do you not like puppies and babies? How did you not enjoy that Moicano fight? What are you, I-9? Give every Oh, you get a title <laughs> shot. You get a title shot. Oh, it's okay. You be the guy with, like, you know, he's got, like, oh, good for you. You beat Bobby Green. Bobby Green is the key to a title fight. Are you effing kidding me? How many guys did Dustin Borea have to be before getting a title fight? Poor is we were talking about Bobby Green like he was the great Bobby Boucher, and now we're talking about him like he's never won a fight in his life. All respect to King Green on this show, no matter what Brendan says. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine, as usual, fighting here on the BetQL Network. Speaking of fighting, a guy that has been on the come-up, Taitu Ivasa, has essentially called out Stipe. Are you going to fight me if I told you that that's a little bit out of his league? I think Stipe would dust him. I know he's on a run. I think Stipe dust him. I'm going to fight you. I think Ty gets him, dude. I like Ty really? Tuvasa. Consider me. Listen, I'm on the Bam Bam bandwagon. I, you know, I, I thought that, you know, that Derek Lewis was too much for him. And I get it. Like, Stipe is more well-rounded. But let's not forget, Stipe has been in some wars, dude. Like, how many, you know, between the knockout losses to Francis Ngannou, you know, between the back and forth he had with Francis Ngannou, the fights with DC, all of those you got to wonder, like, has that chin going to hold up? And you know Bam Bam, in these exchanges, he's going to hit him with the elbow, the short uppercuts, a big hook. I think he's got places to go win that fight. Like, unless you're going to tell me Stipe is going to turn into just a uh, Mr. Wrestler all of a sudden, which I do not think he will, um, I think that's I think that's that's trouble for the uh, for the former champ. I feel like we could do almost like a Bellator four-man tournament, right, for the, for the, for the open strap where you got Stipe, who else would be involved in that? Maybe still Cyril gone, Derek Lewis. If John Jones wants to put his name in for it, like you get five or six guys, you take the four best if you're Dana, you match him head to head because it feels like a God is going to be out for a minute here, even if he decides to stick with MMA and say, screw this boxing thing for a while. So they're going to have to do something with the heavyweight strap. Well, it's interesting too, because, you know, I don't know if, how much people have been following in boxing right now, but Tyson Fury has said, that this next fight against Dillian White is going to be his last boxing match. Believe what you say. Now, he says that it's my last boxing match. He's going to fight Francis Ngannou in some special rules combat thing where they're going to basically box with four-ounce gloves on. But do with that what you will. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's leaning more like Francis isn't going to leave the UFC. Like, I was very much thought, like, this was going to be the case. But I think he realizes, like, it'd be cool to fight Tyson Fury one time, but I don't think it's going to be as big a deal as people thought it was. And I think that him versus John Jones, I hope Dana can sell him on. This is the big fight. I hope he pays him the money that he deserves for it, but that's the fight we all want to see. We want to see the uh, France and to defend his title against John Jones. Absolutely. And that'll be a crazy one because it feels like a lot of people will put their money on John Jones, of course, being the undefeated, save the 12 to six fight right now. And then you got a guy in Francis and Ghana who has just been on a tear. But if one guy's coming off of a long layoff with all the crap John Jones has been dealing with, a lot of it's self-induced. And then you got Francis and Ghana coming off of a surgery. When it comes to the money, it's going to be really, really interesting. I think Ghana would probably come in as a slight favorite. I think that's who I would end up betting on, especially because I'd like to see Ghana be the guy to take care of John Jones. That's it for you going to fight me. Coming up next, get out your crystal ball because it's time to UFC into the future right here on the BetQL Network.